Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello and welcome to Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here, the Editorial Director of PR Week, here with another edition. And we've got Rachel Horwitz here, who is CMO of Han Ventures. And Rachel, this is a really exciting new venture to talk about. And um, But first of all, welcome to Coffee Break. And you've got your coffee there. So this is, this is perfect. We're all set up and good to go. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. Now, listen, you've been in comms and marketing around the uh, Bay Area, Silicon Valley area for a long time. Google, Twitter, Coinbase and uh, lots of other places. But now you're at this new venture, Hun Ventures. First of all, tell us about the founder and also tell us about the venture and and what it's going to do. It's all about Web3, which uh, everyone's talking about. Yeah. So, um, well, Katie Hahn um, and I met, she's on the board of Coinbase. She actually... Um, had a, a whole career um, and uh, in the Department of Justice um, as a prosecutor. She actually started one of the government's first cryptocurrency task forces. So she she became really familiar with the technology there. And then later, as she transitioned, I think, to the private sector, she met Brian Armstrong, um, a founder at the time who had started this company called Coinbase. And he actually recruited her to their board. Um, and about a year later, I want to say, um, I was recruited to Coinbase to be their first vice president of communication. So that's how Katie and I met. We were both sort of entering crypto at the same time, both, I think, interested in this paradigm shift after for myself working in um, for over a decade in sort of what we would call Web2 now, I guess, you know, on the yeah. Internet. Um, so Katie and I grew to know each other. I think that period at Coinbase was, um, you know, one of those growth periods, which I've spent my career sort of diving into. Twitter was very similar, um, where we 3 x in size, but actually crypto markets were down for most of the time I was there. Innovation, it, you know, there was so much we thought would break through, but it wasn't quite happening at that time. Um, and so it was, it, it, but we like, you know, 3 x the company size and we added all these people and engineers. So Katie was a really key part in, um, helping the entire executive team, myself included, navigate those waters. Um, and so later, she uh, asked me to join Andreessen Horowitz um, with her and uh, Chris Dixon to lead that crypto uh, franchise that they had built over the years there at the same time we were scaling Coinbase. And during my time at Andreessen Horowitz, which was wonderful and exciting um, because they're all in on Web3 as well, um, Katie and Chris and the team there decided that she could spin out. She actually, I think, felt quite entrepreneurial herself. I think she felt ready to take on a new challenge that sort of uh, um, characterizes how she's gone about her career. I think her whole life, she sort of gets the hang of one thing and then I think moves on to something that feels, um, you know, more challenging where she can grow and learn. So she, you know, once they decided she was she was going to move on and start her own thing, they were very supportive. She asked me if I would come along. Um, and I said, yes, of course, because I so admire her. She's a leader that I really look up to, actually. Um, she's definitely because tour of mine and uh it's she's actually kind of a dream uh to do communications and marketing for she's a hard worker but she gives me a lot of latitude um she trusts me and my team a lot and so um yeah we've been work we've been heads down we've been 
raising the fund. We've been, um, it's been this sort of whirlwind 60 day period, frankly, since announcing she was departing Andreessen Horowitz. And so as um, you know, the team was working on standing up a firm, literally, I was racing to build a brand and articulate what Han Ventures would stand for. So that's a long answer to what we announced yesterday. Really proud of it, but we will be backing Web3 teams and founders and companies. We will do traditional equity deals like other venture capitalists, but a lot of these projects um, really prefer their uh, their venture backers to hold tokens because then you can participate in the network um, actively and that's actually very useful to them. So we'll also do what we call token deals. And in addition to that, we feel very strongly that um, this firm can contribute to the entire ecosystem by running what we would call a campaign for crypto. So I'm sure you and listeners know it's a... Um, it's, I think crypto's had a funny start, and there's many. Yeah, well, let's let's yeah. dig into yeah. that because um, it's a 1.5 billion dollar fund, I think, and and in two tranches, one of 500 million, one of a billion, and yeah, I think people bandy crypto around and Web three, but sometimes it's actually good to step back and just, especially for marketers and communicators, and just say, well, what is crypto? Give us a practical example of the type of thing you might be investing in, and and the potential here, especially for you know, marketers and communicators wanting to play in this space as well. So maybe just chat a bit about that. Yeah, well, I think if you think back to how crypto started, right, it was with the Bitcoin blockchain. I think because of Bitcoin and kind of the success of Bitcoin as a brand, when you think about it, it's one of the most successful brands in the world. And those early innovations that um, Bitcoin drove, later Ethereum, the first applications of that were really kind of related to financial use cases. And so I think a lot of people, comms and marketing people included, really think of crypto as a financial, almost like fintech adjacent space. And what's exciting is that it has really expanded to other use cases rapidly um, since then. And we're kind of at the start of that period where I think crypto will end up touching all sectors um, and marketing brands, media are actually kind of next, I think. And so that's why you're hearing Web3, because it's so instead of cryptocurrencies or digital assets, which convey, I think, trading or financial use cases, Web3 really means the underlying technology. We call it, there's like, you know, a Web3 tech stack. It's very similar to the internet, right? There's um, cloud, there's mobile, there's the application layer. Web3 has, um, it's not perfectly analogous, but it has its own tech stack and, and that's getting built out right now. And that's about to unlock, we think, many use cases beyond beyond just so That could be a Facebook metaverse. It could be Rec Room. It could be a gaming platform. It could be all sorts of things, yeah? Yeah, well, what really characterizes uh, Web3 innovation at the moment, and it's Best to think of it as a grand experiment, I would say right now. A lot of really smart people, uh, what brilliant engineers, actually academics, um, cryptographers, and you know, folks with more you know traditional product experience, design experience. Everyone's kind of tinkering right now, as Chris Dixon would say, and um, they are building on uh, protocols and technologies that are fundamentally more open than sort of the web two era and and more transparent 
and a completely different type of incentive structure underneath. And so if you think about it from that perspective, the social media network of the future could, the, the Google of the future, could have an algorithm that's actually transparent for everyone to see if it's built on the blockchain, right? Right now, we don't know um, what goes into the Facebook newsfeed algorithm, right? We don't, we can't really see Twitter. And the incentive structure there is really based on engagement, right? Because it's um, an advertising technology business model. Um, the business models of Web3, right, we think, and folks are experimenting with this right now, could be very different and sort of flip all these paradigms um, around. And so, yeah, think about a future where um, e-commerce, you know, direct-to-consumer brands are built in a way where there's an even more direct link through something like NFTs to your customer, where you can actually know who they are. Or an artist, you know, we always talk about in music, um, I was thinking, you know, Billie Eilish is a very famous kind of started on the internet type of artist who then blew up, got very popular. Well, if you had like an early, if you were early to a Billie Eilish concert or you were listening to her, there's actually no way to prove that to the world, right? And yeah. she doesn't know, she can't, she doesn't know you. So blockchain, you know, has all this promise um, and Web3 to almost take more middlemen out and bring um, folks closer together add more transparency. The other thing that I think many of us working in the space um, get excited about is it also flips sort of personal data, you know, personally identifiable data, identity on the web. All of these things are being rethought for Web3. And I think that holds a, pro a lot of promise in terms of a new tech paradigm that's better for trust. Yeah, there's so much room for creativity, weren't there, and for brands yeah. to play in that sector. Um, just sort of going back to nuts and bolts, um, is Andreessen part of this fund or is it totally separate to Andreessen? Uh, it is separate, a separate entity altogether and a separate team, but Andreessen Horowitz did back the fund. Um, so we are friends and... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a very powerful friend to have and, you know, yeah. lots of experience. And uh, Margaret Wenmack is, uh, sort of does a lot of the comms over there, doesn't she, in marketing and, and a lot more. Can you talk to us about any potential investments? How How is that going to happen? How close are we to announcing any of those? And, and what sort of ventures might we be looking at? Yeah, so we have um, announced a few already. Actually, we were pre-name. Um, but we were rolling out um, deals that we were part of. So we participated in um, a company called Autograph. It's sort of an end-to-end -end NFT um, experience for um, high-profile people. Tom Brady is on the board, really involved with it. Katie actually joined the board. Um, Chris Dixon's on the board, folks from Andreessen Horowitz. Um, so we participated in that. I think we're known for those consumers. So is that like making autographs into NFTs? And exactly. With really, you know, a, a really beautiful product experience. Um, that is very, uh, I would say, symbolic, emblematic of what Katie and we're, you know, what we're known for, which is um, or associated with, which are those kind of consumer facing application layer plays like Coinbase or OpenSea. Now, Autograph, but what we are now sort of had to shift gears and focus on launching the firm yesterday, but quickly rolling into announcing a few more deals. And what I think people um, will see is that we're investing uh, in all layers of the stack. So what we would call an L1, new blockchains, like altogether new blockchains, 
we're super interested in. There's a whole layer two universe of innovation that has to do with scaling some of these um, blockchains. If you think about um, just uh, some of these crypto product, uh, products needing to work really well, faster, um, more secure. There's a ton of sort of development there, de uh, developer tools. So you'll see more of that. Um, and then we really love a lot of the um, decentralized protocols that are being built um, where, you know, I think, I think everything from big tech into Web3 exists on sort of a centralization to decentralization spectrum. And uh, within Web3, I think people think it's all decentralization. You'll hear a lot of crypto proponents talking about that, but that exists on a spectrum as well. So some of those application layer companies like OpenSea make um, or, or Autograph make, you know, creating an NFT or buying an NFT really easy. There's also protocols that um, allow anyone um, from a kind of open infrastructure perspective to build their own kind of marketplace. That's if you think about like an email protocol and putting a Gmail application on top. So we're interested in that as well. We want to play across all kind of across that spectrum. This could easily be a lunch break. I think there's so much to dig into. So we're definitely going to have to come back to this one. But just as we've got a couple of minutes left, what would you say the biggest misconception is about crypto and Web3? I think the biggest misperception about crypto and Web3 is that the loudest voices, it's a very, I think, uh, Katie and I have both said this, that, you know, the Internet that came before that we all exist in today is the Internet of um, information. The the new Internet that's being built is the Internet of value. When you bake money sort of in value into something from day one, I think that's going to be extremely prone to hype. And so there are a lot of loud voices on social media that I think really alienate people from the yeah. state. Yeah. Like when, I mean, when, when Clubhouse was a thing and I used to go on there, it, it seemed to be like 90% NFTs and crypto. And, and I was just like, and it was like get rich quick vibes. Yeah. And it, 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 you're right. It just feels like some sort of scam, whether right. it is or not. Right. So, right. yeah. And I think that has a real, like, that's not the majority of people who are actually building. There's a real distinction, I think, between, you know, folks who are early, you know, seeing an opportunity, being really outspoken on, you know, Clubhouse or Twitter. But the vast majority of the folks that firms like Han Ventures, Andreessen Horowitz are backing, Paradigm is another wonderful um, crypto native firm. And the vast majority, I mean, all of the founders that I've worked very closely with, they're not like that at all. And they're very, um, they have, they, you know, they're, they're very serious about the work they're doing. They grew up in an age, they, they skew quite young, um, but they, not all, but some, they grew up in an era, I think, of Facebook and Google, and they want to change things. So they're very, you know, they're kind of mission driven from that perspective. So I would look at the builders and not the loudest voices. Yeah, look, we're in the really early stages, aren't we? And yeah. um, I think that's the the message. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do with this. And um, we'll definitely be back to talk to you on many occasions, I suspect. So, Rachel, thanks for uh, keying us in on this exciting launch. And yeah, good luck with it. Of course. Thanks for the chat. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.